What's going on, everybody? DeVore Havoc and Quinte. This is the Not For The Bait Podcast. We are live on Facebook and on YouTube. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and all other major streaming platforms. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And also, hit that like button, subscribe button, and most definitely share. Gentlemen, late night stream, of course. Milwaukee Bucks, Atlanta Hawks. The Milwaukee Bucks end up advancing to the NBA Finals. How are we feeling? I mean, yeah. it's good to see all the marquee names in the NBA Finals this year. <laughs> Such as a, 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 a hobbled Giannis, uh, Chris Middleton, <laughs> the uh, the crafty play the of Chris Paul. The Man. king of flop. The king of flop. Man, who, who, Chris Paul? Chris, Chris Middleton is king of flops. Oh, well, no, come on he, now. He takes, it, he takes it from Chris Paul. The stuff oh I God. saw him do last tonight, oh, my God. I mean, I'm a big LeBron fan, but my opinion, LeBron is the king, the king of flops. Thank you. Thank you, I, 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 would, I, would, I wouldn't say that. I would. I would. He's, he's, so, he's, let me he, say this. You, you got to remember, early in his career, he should get molly So Yeah. He, he just, okay. You gonna molly up me, so I'm gonna flop. LeBron should get <laughs> off some of his flops, boy. Some of them, know, some of them, some of them Space Jam two worthy flops. Give give <laughs> give, give my guy credit too, Quinte. Chris Middleton. I know we've been extremely critical of Chris Middleton over the last couple pods as far as his uh, his playoff performance against the Hawks. But he but he did his thing tonight. Thirty two points. Yeah. I can't I can't I can't be upset about that. I, I'm gonna say one thing when he's. Yeah, like he got poked in the eye. The guy's head wouldn't even close to his face. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, I look at Chris Middleton. I see Well, he's a good player. I'm not going front like he's not a good player though. He is he's a, a very player. good player. He's got like he's got that that upgraded rec league game. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. he's like he's kind of a wide body dude. He's not the fastest dude, but he plays he plays with a lot of effort and he knows how to like he has his spots, and when he gets to his spots, like that's 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 his Look, vibe. Remember the dude, um, dang, that's the dude. That's the guy's name. Remember Sean Elliott? Yeah, for the first. first. He's mm-hmm. Sean Elliott. He's not gonna be the best player, but he's not gonna be the worst uh, player. I don't know. Sean Sean Elliott was like, a Elliott great was good. Role player. Strong like Sean Elliott was, was a straight role player. Early in his career, he was good, man. He was good. Yeah. Was good. But I mean, Chris he, Middleton at, at his well, peak. We, we, we being real, Chris Middleton held it down, showing that he can be an yeah. alpha dog when when asked upon. But let's be honest, no. though. Let's be honest, it, it, though. It really was. It really he was. Beat the Hawks without yeah. Trey Young. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, before we. We but would, would he really have been posed a big difference on defense, even if he was healthy? He would have posed a different off on offense. I feel. Yeah, offensively, yeah, he, yes, but defensively, you still can't stop Chris Middleton, regardless of how you look at it. Well, the, the Hawks can't stop they, anybody. <laughs> yeah, they can't. That's, that's, they got to outscore you. That's, that's exactly. the issue. Because let me say, if his ankle was fine, he would have pulled up from half court a lot more, and he would have made five mm-hmm. of them shots. And it would have been a wrap because the the stadium would have got into it. He would have been feeling himself. Mm-hmm. It would have been a wrap. <laughs> That's but, you I know, do. and also, I mean, Trey Young plays with two ankle braces when he went on two on two healthy ankles. He wears ankle yeah. braces, so you know, if if he's got a bad ankle, then you know all that 
It's like it's like it's like he's like one of them new era players that that lives off of the energy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Trey Young is a straight I'm I'm living off the energy type player. And when you're hobbled and you're down and you about to get bounced about the playoffs, he just you know he just didn't have it. Even in the games they were losing, he still had the energy, but yeah. he didn't have it this yeah. time. He didn't have it. You couldn't tell he didn't have it. What's going on, Finn Sanity? Said, yeah, shout out to Finn Sanity in the chat. What's going on, Finn Sanity? Yeah, no, I, it, 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 it was a good series, though. It, you know what? I'll say this much. The Hawks have made the playoffs very entertaining. They have made the playoffs oh, very entertaining. I'll give them that much. Say, let me say one thing. Hey, Finn Sanity, I saw that picture of you on Instagram. You look like a cute little kid when you was a little kid, man. Get a little cheerleader uniform on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I saw that one. I think I might have to go back and yeah. look at that. Yeah. But uh, but uh, looking looking forward to the the Suns and Bucks NBA final series. Um, any thoughts before Whew. we kick off that? Man, oh lord, you go ahead, have it. You know. <laughs> I don't know. Are we making predictions? Yeah, like yeah. say say what you want to say. Like I'll, you know, this I'll is give, an early early preview. What where, where, where our heads at right now? I'll tell it to you like this. I think in terms of coaching, I'd give the advantage to the Suns because it appears Monty Williams knows what he's doing. It appears that the coach for yeah. the Bucks, Budenholzer, I would actually say his he team is succeeding. I would say the Bucks are actually succeeding in spite of their coach. In, in, yeah. in, 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 instead of you know the coach actually elevating the play, I think they actually winning, but in spite of the coach, um, the 2001 uh, Hurricanes. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, old uh, what's his name? Old uh, Coker, Larry Coker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, t- he took Bush Davis's. He pulled. You know, it's funny because Jimmy Johnson won the national championship with with uh with UM, and then it was uh then it went to what the went to Butch Davis. And then Butch yeah. Davis, he built the team up. He left. Yeah, he was building it off Larry Coker. Larry Coker won with his players. But uh, I'm going to say one thing real quick. If Butch Davis didn't take his dumb, dumb behind to the NFL, he would have been the first Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. He would have been Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Well, where, we going, where are we going, Havoc? Where are we going? You've been kind of beating around the bush about this. Where are we going as far as – Sons and Bucks. Uh, where are we going for Sons and Bucks? Yeah, where are we going? You going Sons or you going to Bucks? I'm going Sons. I'm going like Sons. I'm going Sons. Yeah, I'm going Sons. I think they the Sons are... can match up with them pretty good. I don't see it. I don't even think they have enough least... offensive firepower to keep up with the Bucks. Are you kidding? Oh, no. I'm being dead serious. I don't think they do. You will see. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think I think here's the thing. For me, is I think Chris Paul can. He can control the game. Yeah, he's a dictator. Call it what you want. I mean, when you got the ball in your hands, you got the ball in your hands, right? And, you know, when you do forty with no turnovers in a deciding game, I mean, Monty Williams. Monty Williams is not dumb. He knows exactly what's going what he has to do to win to try and win this championship let chris paul decide what to do that's what the coach needs to just acknowledge is 
hey, Chris Paul, man, uh, this is your chance to put the cherry on top of your career, basically, right? Like, Chris Paul is a Hall of Famer with or without the championship. But this right here, this is the cherry on top. If he gets this, it is no doubt certified take it to the bank. You know what I mean? So, Chris Paul comes to you. Like, they're both basketball people. Like, Monty Williams used to play in the league, so yeah. He 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 knows what 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 he knows the vibes right like if if you at a certain point you either gonna go up with your best players or you're gonna go down with your best players so if you gotta trust somebody also I mean look at the Phoenix Suns ain't a whole lot of other people you 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 gonna trust outside of Chris Paul with the ball like Devin Booker's playing well but he's still you know what I'm saying outside of Devin Booker and and Chris Paul where where is your offense coming from? Uh, Aiden. Aiden. Uh, no, Aiden can't set up his own shot. He's got to be set up. He's by Chris Paul. Nah. I, so I, I'm gonna say this. Aiden. <laughs> Aiden. If he will play good defense, he's gonna he's gonna run run. He's gonna. He's taken out the game by Brooke Lopez automatically because Brooke Lopez gonna run to the three point line. So then what you gonna do? Aiden is obsolete. But, but Aiden can play defense. He can move his. He. I'm gonna say this. He's he's a lesser. Bam out of bio. He could run. He could play defense on the perimeter a little bit. Yes, but that but you but Brooke Lopez taking Brooke Lopez taking Aiden out the paint frees up Giannis to score. I mean, here's Ah. the thing. If if Aiden Aiden's gonna be playing significant minutes, right? Which is gonna force it's going to force Milwaukee to play Brooke Lopez. So I actually think that actually benefits the Suns because Brooke Lopez is the slowest player on the court by yeah. far. You think it benefits hey. the Suns? I do. Yeah, mm, I, do. I don't I do. know about that. Because, because look at the Suns. It's fast. Aiden is a fast – he's a faster big man. Yeah, well, first of all, Aiden, Aiden can run the floor, right? He can get up and down the floor faster than Brooke Lopez is. But if Brooke Lopez isn't in the game, the Bucks don't have anybody else that can even size-wise – hold Aiden, you know what I mean? So it's understandable, he, but we talk about offensively, we can take Aiden out the game. No, because Aiden can get between four and five buckets a game just alone, just running, just running up the court and just being Ooh. available. He can get four to five buckets easy. That's 10 points right there. The rest of the buckets, you know, rebounds, dirty work, lobs, all, all, then you look up, he's got, you know, 20 and 12. That's going to be an interesting matchup to look at moving forward in this series. DeAndre Aiden. I mean, I said DeAndre Hayden. Um, I'm going to say one thing before you finish, man. Don't forget about Crowder. Crowder was being hit. Being, who is Crowder? Um, who is Crowder? Okay, okay. Who is Crowder? Because he's going to be checking right. Giannis. Who is Crowder? Crowder is going to D up Giannis. No. I mean, man. he's going. To, he's going to be. He's going to be assigned to Yadis. I don't know if he's going to D him up. No, but, uh, he ain't doing nothing to Yadis. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to D up Yadis. He's going to be assigned to Yadis, but we'll An see. Offensive liability too. Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder nah, has. Jay, Jay Crowder has the body of LeBron James without the skill set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, now we got. Now we're coming down to Devin Booker. Now pick your poison. What you want to do, Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday? Yeah, he's gonna see both of them. 
Oh, I'm just so so. I, I'm I'm trying to figure out where all the offensive production coming from because Devin Booker ain't putting up no forty points every game in this series. That's not happening. Well, I mean, it appears you got playoff Chris Paul, who I think is taking on more of a scoring role with the Suns. So he's good for twenty. I would say, yeah, Booker. You know, he's he's a straight scorer. You got Aiden who. You know, he's he was consistently giving you between 18 and 22 a game uh, in the last series. And then you got a lot of athleticism off the bench, of which Chris Paul Chris Paul is basically setting them all up. So, you know, I think the smart money might be on the Bucks just because they're more veteran teams. Like, they have just more veterans, like veteran veterans, you know, like your Drew Holidays and your P.J. Tuckers, like solid veterans than the Suns do. But yeah. uh, the Suns got the smartest player on the court at all times, so. It's true. We don't have to see. Yeah, you think about if, if if this was if this was ten years ago, Chris Paul would be the best player on the court on the court. Yeah, yeah. Envy, like, I don't know. You can make you can make the you can make the argument that Chris Paul may have had a a a few noteworthy possible MVP like seasons throughout his career. Yeah. Now he just happened to be in New Orleans, so no one gave a damn. But yeah. <laughs> Did you guys yeah, see that guy. picture of Monty Williams when he was in New Orleans with Chris Paul and the picture that they had, that they took the other night when they ended up winning the series versus the Clippers? I didn't see that. Oh man, that was a that was that was a beautiful photo, bro. That was a beautiful I Monty Williams used to be the coach in uh New Orleans, if you remember. I do. Oh yeah. So they that had was... a winning worker and they fired him. Yes. They did. They did, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember that. That was that was that was tough because I remember I think like I think like his his wife passed away, and then he yeah. lost his job on top of well he walked away from his job, so I don't even know if he really got fired. I think he just walked away. Uh, but we'll see. But I mean, look, it's a good reunion because if there's one thing Nolan knows how to do, it's push away grid talent. <laughs> so what they what they specialize in, they done lost AD, they done lost Chris Paul, they about to lose Zion. Zion ain't staying in New Orleans. I'm telling you that right now. He is not staying there. He wants to stay. I have a feeling he wants to stay. Mm-hmm. When I when I when I hear all the people talk about, you know, New Orleans, they don't have their facilities together. New Orleans, they don't have they don't really have any there's really no marketing push if you play for New Orleans. Like think of it, right? Like Anthony Davis is he goes to LA, everyone's like, Oh yeah, he's MVP type player, but he's in New Orleans, ain't nobody watching him play. Don't nobody watch you play if you're in New Orleans, and they can't get and they and, and they can't get their coaching situation right. Like by the time Zion gets to year five, he's going to have about three head coaches. <laughs> so I mean, look, man, it's it's a very familiar story that's playing out right now. Hmm. Interesting. Since we on the talk about trade talks, what we uh where we going with Ben Simmons? Because I heard a Golden State rumor today again. That's my third time hearing a Golden State rumor about hey, Ben Simmons. I, I want him to come to the Heat, man. Oh no, I, I don't. No, 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 no. We don't I'm need more. We don't, you, we don't need more defenders that I'm can't shoot. This, I'm gonna say this to you, Harry. <laughs> he will help out Bam. He will help out Jimmy. Yeah, take the ball under Jimmy's head all the time. Put the ball in the hand of a younger player. With better coaching, better people to make him better. I don't care what nobody say that. 
Spolster is a good coach. Spolster yes. is going to make him better. It's plenty of time we had players on our team who could not shoot. Mm-hmm. And he made them into shooters. Wayne Ellington used to make one three every five games. Mm-hmm. And he Rodney became McGruder. a Rodney McGruder mm-hmm. became a sharpshooter. Yeah. So I me personally, I want him on my art team. I'll say this. I see, I see I see the potential. I feel as though it's a psychological thing with him. I just my opinion. I'll say this much. If Udonis Haslam is around, I think maybe just because here's the thing. Ben Simmons is the prototype of a pampered superstar. Like they don't, I don't know what they're doing with him in Philly, but they're not challenging him. So he's not getting any better. So now everyone around him is saying, why aren't you getting any better? And now he's psychologically, he's off. Because you see him in pickup games, he's shooting. But yeah. he's scared to shoot in the NBA games, right? So yeah. maybe you, you have a, uh, a change of, of, of environment where you get into an environment people actually are holding you accountable, right? Like if, if, if they're in training camp and Ben Simmons is, you know, doing a bunch of nonsense, I mean, Udonis Haslam's going to tell him what he thinks. Right, yeah, like, we stuck on this Miami Heat thing, huh? We we not down with the Golden State you, man, man, I don't want him to go to Golden State. It's not. It's, it don't make any sense to me. In my it don't make any sense. It doesn't I mean, make any sense. Elaborate, please. I mean, kind of does make sense because they don't need, they don't need more sense. scoring. They don't need more scoring, but I think Steph is more a threat with the ball in his hands. It's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. You don't take the ball out of your best player just to give a person who can't fucking shoot. <laughs> <laughs> just, well, just to be honest, honest with you, Quinte, Steph doesn't need the ball to shoot. He doesn't need the ball, but he needs the ball to pick his spots. I mean, I'll, we may be in a point where we may need to say, look, if, if Ben Simmons goes to Golden State, in my opinion, he needs to run with the second unit. What? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He needs to run with the second yeah. unit. Because Shoot, not with the money he making, he go with I, the first unit. That 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 is Ben Simmons' problem. Is he is making superstar pro? He's making superstar money, but he's not a superstar. So you're almost financially, you're almost forced to put him in the summer lineup. When in reality, if Ben Simmons can be the primary, you know, ball handler, uh, play creator for your second unit, and then in the crunch time, you know, uh, just be just just be just fill out your role as a defender then great now the main problem ben Simmons away the reason why i say he needs to be part you know be part of the second unit is you can't play ben Simmons in the set in the last two minutes you can't play him in the last two minutes he's shack he's easy he's easy at least shack will make it in the clutch he'll make free throws in the clutch right so, I mean, you know, that's, I mean, I, you know, it's one thing if you're Shaq and you don't want to play. I mean, by the time he gets to the last two minutes, Shaq's got 30-something points, you know, a dozen rebounds, blah, all that type of stuff. Ben Simmons got about eight or nine assists, maybe about 10 points, and 30% at the free throw stripe. That contract, him getting max money is the worst thing that ever happened to him. Hmm. Now he's now because now he's boxed in. He can't he can't just be a guy on the team. He yeah. 
he has to be in a primary role, but he's not good enough because yeah. he can't shoot. It's not. That's why I say no. The heat, no, he's going to Golden State. That being said, I don't, I don't want. Him. I don't want. Him. I don't want. I don't want him to go to the Golden State Warriors. I don't. I don't. If going, I'm the heat, to me personally, I think he's going to regress if he goes to the what? Golden State. Warriors. I think I think Steph and Clay will have that effect this. on him like they did I'm with Iguodala. I'm gonna say this too: people give the Steve Kerr like he's really a good coach. Steve Kerr is not a good coach. He benefited by having all the players, uh, what you call his team. <laughs> I can agree with that, but I, <laughs> he's I, not a I, good I coach. Only thing, only thing that I will say about that: the ball movement wasn't there with Mark Jackson compared to what it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> Yes, no, no, was. if it was a totally different offense with Mike Jackson. It was a totally different offense, but it was the same offense. All they did is swing the ball a couple of times around. The three-point shooting, putting the ball in um ugly man's hands at all times, and facilitating between his two shooters, the offense was always there. It just the swing of the basketball wasn't there. Well, I'll say this much about Steve Curry. Steve, this is what Steve Kerr did. Steve Kerr put the ball in Draymond hands greens and let him be a playmaker. Yes. And that's something yeah, Mark Jackson man. did not do. Mark, yes, yes, Mark Why Jackson can't we did. do the same thing with Ben Simmons? He'd be perfect for that role. Because Ben well, I think the difference is Draymond Green is going to give you first of all, Draymond Green gives you intangibles Ben Simmons does not give you. Ben Simmons is not a leader. He's not a leader. No, that, that's not. like that's understandable. Like he's like he's actually an anti-leader. Like he's he's like the last person on your team. Here's the problem with Ben Simmons. He's highly talented, but nobody wants to follow him. Like he's he's like usually the most talented guys on the teams are the leaders de facto. Mm-hmm. Because they have all the talent. Ben Simmons has all the talent, but no one wants to follow him because he's not he's not a good leader where Draymond Green is basically the captain of their defense. On top of being the ball uh, handler and in his prime, I mean, he was, he was guarding two to five. He's six foot seven playing center, right? Ben Simmons doesn't want to go get, you know, get go, go down the post and bang with anybody. I mean, and he plays scared, which is something I've never seen Draymond Green do. I've seen him shoot, yeah. shoot shots. He has no business shooting. <laughs> That's why I say he needs to come to the heat, man. Oh, Lord, that mercy, boy. He's not going to let that go. Man. I'm telling you, man, he needs to come to the heat, man. We, we, man. Have, we don't have the conversation, oh, Kawhi needs to come to the heat. Now we talk about Ben Simmons. I don't, I'm going to say he personally, me personally, I don't want Kawhi. He, he's only going to play 40 games and he's yep. going to be hurt in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't give it. I don't care how good he is. That's a, he's going to pay forty games a season. And he's going to be hurt in the playoffs. Look, if, if I'm the <laughs> Heat, is Dame Lillard a bust? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I ain't going front with that. Dame Lillard a bust. Dame Lillard a bust. You put Dame. You put Dame Lillard on the Heat, bro. That is. I think you I are, think it's already signed, sealed, and delivered. Already, what's going to happen with Dame Lillard? You are to competing. Be honest with you, I, well, I, I, think, I, think, I think he's going to the Lakers. Yeah, he's going to it's, it's already, it's already, it's already yeah. signed. It's I've, signed I've, off I've, already. I've seen him and LeBron having conversations for the past two weeks. So, <laughs> and and I, I'm not even looking for it. And I was like, oh man, LeBron and and Dame Lillard are on the sidelines having the conversation. Like, come on, man. Are, the, are, 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 are there not tampering rules in the league? Well, who are who are they giving up to get him? That's the thing. Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, 
I don't know, like all their draft picks for the next 10 years. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> they got to give, they got, I mean, look, they don't really, I mean, Kuzma, Taylor Horton Tucker, a bunch of draft picks, Montrez Harrell. And you I, may won't have give Montrez, I won't give up Montrez. Why? They're not even playing him. Yeah, he don't even play. I think one more year in the system, Montrez Harrell will be good. I would I would say that I would say get, not get rid of him if they didn't get Drummond later on later in the year. Right, this year. right. They got but Drummond. To me, but to me, they need that. They need a bench one and they need a starter. And I think they need to make up their mind and start one of them. And I think it should be Drummond should be a starter. Montrez should come off the bench. But Montrez costs so that's, that's a lot of money for a he gives a lot of money, but. He's gonna give you the energy that you need with the second unit. He's uh-huh. gonna play good defense. He's gonna get those putbacks, those dunks. That's that's the high that's your high energy player. Sometimes you pay that person. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, I'm 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 just wondering why they didn't play him at, in the playoffs at all. But hey, I don't know. It's he wasn't getting he couldn't he couldn't create his own bucket. But Montrez Harrell has never been able to create his own bucket. He's never been but that's the problem. When you're in the playoffs, you're going to have to go off of what the opposing team is doing. Drummond and is the same Ma- thing. Montrez ain't doing nothing for you. It's just Drummond. Drummond is a better rebounder than Harrell. So it took yeah, Drummond all his has, Drummond has – he has post moves a little bit. He has one or two well, post yeah. moves. Also, I mean, Drummond, Drummond's one of the top five run rebounders in the league. Yeah. Two top three. Yeah. No matter what, no matter where he is, he's getting you 14 rebounds a game. No matter where yeah. he is. So, hey man, uh, it's it's gonna be very interesting. I I mean, I don't know if the if the Lakers get Dame. I don't know if they're trying to run a lineup. They're trying to run a team with four players because ain't ain't no ain't no money left for anybody. But it's gonna be a whole bunch of undrafted rookies on the on their team next season. They get Dame Lillard because yeah. <laughs> they ain't like Miami where everyone took a pay cut. Like LeBron yeah. is getting paid well, AD is getting paid well. Like, but ain't no one taking guys, pay cuts. But you gotta understand, LeBron is on the. He, this is last year. He's a free agent again. They got to re-sign him. Yeah, you if don't I'm know LeBron, I'm just they, signing one-year contract give. every year. Yeah, that's what he does. He said, "Give me ten million dollars." Yep, and sign everybody else. <laughs> yeah, he gonna he gonna get on get on his Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, I made my. Hey, I got Space Jam two coming out. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we'll see. If I'm you're Miami, you're the same, same Lillard the war, is. You're muted. You're muted. The war, you're muted. Oh my bad. I was gonna say let's um let's go ahead and uh focus on the NCAA. Uh, they've made it official Thursday. The players are now going to be able to get paid will be eligible to get paid for business ventures moving mm-hmm. forward. I like that. Man. I, I like mean, that. first first things first, the top college players have been getting paid in college. Yeah. Like under like, the table. But I mean, they've been like I heard I I, I was just to a podcast uh earlier this week, Johnny Manziel was talking about he was taking home 30 $30,000 a week. He just went to a little room, signed a bunch of stuff, took his money and kept it moving. Like they've yep. been getting paid. Now, I think. I mean, look. <laughs> I think the. I think. Uh, I mean, my personal opinion, the NCAA is on that. 
is on that antebellum, <laughs> that 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 antebellum economy. You know what I mean? Where you got to remember, all the best players are from the south, and that's all the best teams are in the south. I know. So all those people who run the college football are from the south, so they yeah, that, that's very true. That's very true. That that that's where all the money is, and and you know they got that mentality where, you know, they calling them they they calling it amateur athletics, but I mean, it's not amateur. It, there ain't nothing am- amateur about a business that generates hundreds of millions of dollars per year. There ain't nothing amateur about it. The only thing amateur is the fact that you want to give all the money to the coaches, but you don't want to pay the players. And by the way, they're still not paying the players. Like nope. they're still not paying the players. They're just letting the players get paid on their own. But fortunately, we won't see any more situations like. Um, you know, we won't have to see any more uh, situations like uh, like Peter Warwick and Lavernius Coles, what they got into when they oh, were at Florida State. Yeah. We won't get into any more situations like Reggie Bush. We won't get any more situations like Maurice Claret. Um, just guys getting, you know, guys guys having their livelihood threatened because they're just trying to make a little bit of money. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. they're seeing people wearing their jerseys on the street and they eating ramen noodles. So, still the fact. Listen. And 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 the only reason why the NCAA is doing this is because the NBA is going to take away. There's a number of reasons why, but the NBA is going to take away the one-year requirement for basketball players. And now, top-level prospects aren't going to D1 schools anymore because they don't have to go to D1 schools anymore to get drafted. Lamelo Ball went to Australia. R.J. Hampton went to Australia. Guys are going to the G League. Taking a year off, I'm just going to go to the G League now. So this is actually the NCAA is actually trying to keep guys in school by letting them make money like this. And also, um, you know, I, I think at some point some a player would have is you know would have sued the pants off the NCAA and uh, you know would have would have forced their hands. So, hey amen. It's it's good to see them making money off their life instead of the school being the only beneficiary. Talk to me, Quinte. I like it because some of these players should need to get paid because some players, you're you're great in college and you're trash in the pros. Jimmy Fredette. And, and Danny Warfel, Ken Dorsey. <laughs> you got to think of all the players who got raped in college. Adam Morrison. <laughs> yes. Who it was great in college. They should have got paid. So they would have been okay. Mm-hmm. They didn't make it to the league, and also with these, the, with the XFL popping back off, think about it. They can go to XFL and get a big contract, <laughs> and keep their sponsorship and keep it rolling. They still get paid to have a, a five, ten year career in XFL or yeah. going to Canadian Football League. Mm. And so yeah. that's what people don't understand because it's players that who's not going to make it to the league, the NFL. You still could, they still can make it to. Canadian Football League or the XFL, mm-hmm. people still want to watch it because those are good players. They're going to watch it because the the, the product on the field is going to get better because even though these players are not 6'4", 250, they might be 5'11". Come on now. These these dudes still can play. You understand what I'm saying? I feel as though that's, that's a great move, and I like what the dude, the, the quarterback from UM did. He signed to uh, something right now, and he's trying to get his team, to all his team members, to get paid too, along mm-hmm. with him. 
and that and I think that's the way to go. And that's how you make the deal, make it good. Because there's some because he was explaining how some players they live off the stipend they get, but they mm-hmm. gotta give five hundred bucks back to the family. Exactly. <laughs> they leave you. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's like they ha- you need to pay the players to do today. If the football team and the basketball team making the most money from the university, they need to get broke off, man. I'm sorry. You bring up a great point. Because <laughs> I was I was I was gonna pose the question. Uh by the way, shout out to Carnell World in the in the comment section. That's good. How much do you think that colleges make off of games if they have a superstar? A lot. Yes. Much more than they're much more than the scholarship they're giving that that player. All right, look at Nick Saban. Nick Saban is making what fifteen million dollars a year, twenty million dollars mm-hmm. a year. And take or right, take Tua last year, year before last Tua. No, take the the white boy who got drafted this year. Mac Jones. Take all Mac Jones and the wide receivers made for him this season. By ticket sales alone, by by boosters giving money. All of this stuff. The university makes so much. And don't forget the university, Alabama is known for this. They pay lesser teams to play pay them. Play yep, them. They do. <laughs> they do. They pay lesser teams to pay them. Like I right, say we all went to Bethune Cookman University. They go to Bethune Cookman, we're gonna give you ten million dollars so we can whoop your ass real quick. Mm-hmm. Y'all get some <laughs> revenue. <laughs> And think about it, they get all the money from the TV sales and everything, all the merch and everything. Mm-hmm. You know how many kids walk around with number 10 jersey? That's 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 what you call jersey. How many people walk around with a 13 jersey? That's two's jersey. I mean, look, it's, Alabama it's, makes it's more money than some NFL teams. Yeah. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, and, and, also, and also, there are certain players, you know, they may not B stars in the league, they may have a career where they're bouncing around from, you know, country to country or league to league, but they may be stars in college. So you may be in a position where you can make maybe a quarter million dollars a year as a college football athlete, but as a pro, you may be in the CFL, you know what I'm saying, making 50000 a year. So your college years may be your best opportunity to actually maximize your earning potential. And also, you're exposing, you're exposing mostly, uh, you're talking about football um, and basketball, you're exposing a lot of young black athletes to economics early and how to understand the game and how to maximize your potential. And now you're making money, but you're making a lot of money and you're in college. How do you best set yourself up? Because, like, Let's say you play for Duke. You're the last man on Duke. You're getting, you're getting, someone's going to sponsor you. You're the last man on Duke. You're the last man on North Carolina. You're the last man, you know, wherever. I'm talking about basketball, Kentucky. Someone's going to break you off with something, right? So you're kind of getting a business, a business lesson in real, in real time as well. And getting to understand how does the market value me? Because if if they would have allowed this, Zion would have been a millionaire in college. That's true. Easy. True. Bump that. Talk about Vince Young and Reggie Bush. Yeah, they need to give they need to yeah. give Reggie his trophy back. I think they just did. I think they did. Yeah, I, they was. I thought they had a discussion. I don't think they did it just yet. But like, 
to be honest, back then I wasn't really big on NCAA football, but everybody knew who Reggie Bush was. Everybody was walking yeah. around with a Reggie Bush jersey, and to hear that he wasn't getting paid for that, yeah, that's crazy. Oh, same. Uh, Johnny Manziel, Money Manziel. Yep, he would have been box. He was he was already box office in college. He would have gotten broken off some ridiculous Shoot, when he Tebow. was in college. To, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Tim Tebow, Percy Harvin. So all, all, all of a sudden, you ain't too – I mean, of course, you want to make it to the NFL and make more money, but all of a sudden, you got enough money where you can pay your mama's rent. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You can make sure that your family is taken care of. You know, all that, all, that, all that economic pressure that's on a lot of these guys, all of a sudden, it, they don't have to worry about that quite as much, and they can just go out there and play ball. You ain't got to be, you know, too – you know, two thirty-five, running a, a four-four forty, eating top ramen every day. <laughs> I see uh, Carnell talk about Brandon Wheaton in the chat. Uh, I could have sworn Brandon Wheaton played baseball at one point and ended up going back to school. Don't quote okay. me on that. I know Chris Winky was like about 27, 28 when he came into the he league. He was 28, 28 years old. Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's his name? Drew Stanton, right? Played quarterback at Michigan, then played baseball for a couple years and became a backup in the league when he was like 20, maybe 27 or so. Mm. That's interesting. Now I kind of want to go back to school so I can make me some money. I'm what, third about to turn 30? I could be That's a star. Lovely. I could be I'd be, be a star for like two years, cash in what a fifty fifty thousand dollar deal. But you're gonna be thirty, you're gonna no, be 30 you- years old in college trying to make money. Yeah. You gonna well, do if, if, if I'm putting if I'm putting asses in them seats, why not? You're gonna get sponsored by Gold Bond Powder and uh <laughs> and Ben Gay. Hey, I'll take it. Hey, if Viagra came to me and said, Hey, you you want sponsors? I said, Fine, fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> wow. That's nuts. Come on, Quinte, you gonna say no to that. Viagra sponsoring a college athlete. Yeah, I'm 50, older. I'm, I'm $50,000 $50, on the table for you, Quinte, just for you to but sponsor I, somebody. But I make more than that in a year. <laughs> okay, but it's free money, though. So you telling me I got to put my body on the line? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm a, if I was 25, yes, I'm not going front leg. If I was 25 and still in good shape, yes, I'm not gonna lie. I'd be going right to FAU, sign up college <laughs> today. <laughs> Said 25. I think I think my body, I think my body is durable enough where I could compete with a 25 year old. I tell, I, I'll tell I'm, you I'm gonna let you know. know this: how you gauge yourself? Do you have semi pro leagues where you live at? Yes. Sign up for Semi Pro and see if you can take it. <laughs> see, I thought about that, but then I was like, man, if I get I did hurt, it. I, I did it. I did it. I did it with young dudes. I was like 20, 27, 26 when I did it. I did it for two or three years. These young dudes, they're fast, but they, they don't have, they don't know how to play the game. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? They don't do. They, they don't do have. Games. They don't have the technique. Cause that's funny. Nah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nah. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. They had the they technique. They'd be out there with you. Yeah. <laughs> They're fast, 
And some Shit. of them, I mean, th- th- some of these dudes probably run a four one. I'm not gonna lie to you. Hey, she fast but run these, They fast, but they had no. They couldn't catch. They didn't want to run the plays. They didn't want to come to practice. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm definitely making the team. Then I need to sign up ASAP. Then they not they not doing what they but supposed also, to do. I don't know how it is up there down here. If you play in a because Florida is a big football. If you go mm-hmm. to the right semi-pro, you'll get paid. For real? Yeah. Like, yeah. You'll make you'll make two hundred dollars a practice, five hundred dollars a game. In Florida, people will watch anybody play football. I need yeah. I need I need to move to Florida so I can play semi-pro <laughs> football. Yeah. I'm telling you, but they take it seriously now because uh, hey, I'm gonna take I'm as serious as it's gonna get. If you mess with some of them little, <laughs> them little day kind of gangsters, they gonna pull a pistol on you if you. Don't yeah, they will. That much. <laughs> yeah, they will. Yeah, they will. I remember it playing. Is. I remember playing pickup basketball in uh, what used to be known as Carroll City. Man, never again. Never. This is and I was playing. I wasn't. Even, it wasn't even bad. I was playing. I was playing baseball, and I was just like trying to get some working in the summertime. And I went to. I went down with some people I knew. And and some people got got into a a, a, a kerfuffle. Uh, a what? A a, a kerfuffle. A, a kerfuffle. A, a, Spell a, a, that, bro. No. Uh, so <laughs> uh, some people got into a you know a, a misunderstanding, and then somebody someone said something about I'm going back to my trunk, and then all of a sudden the game was over, and then, so, hey man. I learned. I learned real quick the rules. You know the rules of the road around there. They come when someone talking. I mean, they were talking about popping the trunk for real. You know what I'm saying? Over, over a game, over, oh, yeah. over, over, over. Someone stepping over somebody's shoes. That don't yeah. sound like something I want to get involved in. To be honest, because, with you. It's, it's a difference. <laughs> like if you live, if you live in the Tri County or if you live in Dade County, it's different uh-huh. than Broward County. Barrow County, yeah, you might have people that want to get physical with you, but other than that, they're going to argue with you. It's going to go about their day. You might have one or two guys who might actually hit you. Yeah. <laughs> that, no, nobody wants to do that. But usually all the hotheads are playing basketball or football, and they ain't playing baseball. Yeah. That's why I'm surprised. Yeah. yeah. But if you – the semi-pro pays a little bit, especially if you go to the Orlando area. Because today, I don't know if the semi-pro, not the semi-pro, but the uh, arena league team is still there. I ain't watched the arena league in a minute. They had a, uh, I remember my, my friend, he tried it out. He said, man, come try out with me. I almost made the team and just, just off the, just trying out. Just, <laughs> but, you know, man, that, I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I mean that's that's it, it, it wasn't even, it, I wasn't even making more than I was making at my job. I said, man, I, that man said thirty thousand dollars. I said, man, I make more than this. Job. It'd be it'd be a nice little summer job if I was in college. I ain't even gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Thirty thousand. Yeah. yeah, I make way more than that too. So that ain't worth it for me. But if we talk about mm, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, yeah. 21. You still think you can make the NFL eventually? Like, why not? Yeah, why? Why yeah. not? And I ain't, ha- I ain't had no kids because that's because <laughs> that's the main thing. I need I need to have a substantial amount. I of need income. steady pay. Yes, I need but that. I, that's what I need. <laughs> but I know a dude who did that. He tried for the Dolphins. He paid the four hundred bucks to try for the Dolphins. He had two kids at the time. He hmm. tried out. He didn't make it, but he tried out. 
he made it to almost the last tryout, the last day of the preseason. He got let go. You know what he came? He came right back to work. <laughs> hey, but he took a leave of absence. Yeah. And then and that's what he did. They Devin, didn't call him back to go to semi-pro or not, like not semi-pro, but um, practice squad. Anything. I know a couple of guys who was in the practice squad. Yeah, it's like the dude said, man, you can make a lot of money on the practice squad. You make $10,000 yeah. to practice. I mean, what? Practice squad pays 100000 a year, right? Something yeah. like that. I, I, I just did do it for one year. Put me on the practice squad for one year. I'm good. Yeah. Don't, forget, don't forget the word. You got to pay taxes on that money. That's cool, bro. $100,000. I'm good to sit on the bench and run scout team. I'm Damn. good. Get paid $100,000 <laughs> to get better? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'll take I that. Know. Now, now, Havoc, I will say this. When you're on that scout team, they know the play, so you're going to get your head knocked off. Hey, yeah. I mean, you, gotta, you, you just got to name the right price. <laughs> Shoot. Just gotta name the right price. Just, you know? just, just be prepared. I remember back in the day when I used to run the scout team. Man, they would tell that they would tell that defense to play. They looking to tear your head off. Man, I will tell you what I, I thought. <laughs> I'll tell you what I did. I played baseball, so I don't have those problems. Shoot. I don't, know, I don't have to worry about no one trying to take my head off. Havoc, but I tell you, scout team, like you obviously have, you're going up against the starters, the best players on the team. Mm -hmm. So you have the best, the the defensive line going up against the scout team offensive line. You know how how bad a running back would get fucked up fucking around with the damn uh, first team defense? Yeah. I seen dudes, I seen dudes' bones come out their elbow. That's how, that's when them offensive linemen ain't want to block or weren't even on the level of the, of the starters. Yeah, no, I'll pass. I was like, yeah. I, I weighed about a, I weighed about 125 pounds in high school, so I, I'll pass. <laughs> nah, I, nah, I was. I must say, I remember um, this what happened. I was in ninth grade. Me and my mom was the same height. My mom was five three. When I was ninth, ninth grade, I was five three, but I wore a size eleven shoe. I remember yeah. my older brother said, "Man, you're gonna grow. Don't worry, your feet are yeah. too big." <laughs> To be so short, your feet are going, your feet are too big to be so short. Tenth mm-hmm. grade, play played ninth grade, tenth grade. Next thing I know, I went from five three to five seven. Oh man, I'm about to grow. Come on, all my brothers are like six two, six you know six one, six two. Mm-hmm. Next year, I grew half inch. <laughs> oh, you ended up being five nine, didn't you? No, five ten. That's okay. it. Twelve by twelve, five ten. That's it. Me and you, me and you, me and you, me and you are the same. Yeah, I thought I was going to be at least six something with this yeah. big ass feet, what, man. What was what was the weight though, Quinte? Because having talking about he about a buck twenty five. I think. I'm I think. Uh, by the time I got, because I took weight gainer, I, I weighed two ten, two ten, and um to fourth grade two ten. Okay, I so ran about, So you about a running back kind of build? No, no, actually, I play linebacker. Oh, you played linebacker. I was yeah. I was a DB. My favorite player, my, my favorite player was Zach Thomas. So, oh yeah, I wanted to be Zach Thomas. Yeah, I just, I just played baseball and I ran long distance, so I I just never, yeah. I could never keep weight on when I was in high school. Shoot, no matter, I what. can't ever keep weight on regardless. Like I just I feel like I'm tweening right now between about a buck fifty and a buck fifty five, and it mm-hmm. never goes up and it never goes down. Yeah, you hitting that point where no matter what, uh, you're always kind of slim. Mm-hmm. But I, I hit that point too, 
It, it, it only goes downhill. It only goes downhill. <laughs> it only goes downhill. Yeah, it only goes downhill. Oh, since yeah, since I, I, I meant I, to bring I'm this to the table. The same thing, so I can't say nothing. Where we at right now, Quinte? About two? You still at about two ten? Oh hell, nine. She's two ten. Two ten since my daughter was born. I'm like two forty right now. <laughs> 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 Full on that, but. <laughs> Hey, Havoc, I was going before we jump into the last time. I was going I since you on the show, you the chef on the show. I wanted to yeah. run this by you real quick, right? So yeah. I I uh, I ended up making some ribs the other day. I marinated that joint. Well, first I boiled the ribs. I boiled it, right? And then after that, I ended up marinating it with this uh this there's a new there's an A1 sauce. It's got it's Tabasco A1 sauce. I yeah, marinated it. Man. That joint got rid of that pork taste. That mug tasted like fire after I seasoned it and put the barbecue sauce on that joint. Where, where would you rate it at? That joint was great. So, first. Um, and it came I, off the bone. First, Don't forget I, I, that. I mean, look, ten, tender is tender. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm I'm more of a just, just cook it low and slow in the oven, wrap it up, and let it do what it do. Uh but I mean, look. If it tastes good, then it tastes good. If it's tender, then it's tender. I I will say though, well, because it sounds like you're trying to not taste the pork flavor. <laughs> yeah, we got to get rid of that. I feel like so that, that I, ruins I, the meat. I feel like that's probably why maybe you boil it because boiling usually uh is a good way to 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 take flavor out of your food, uh, which is why I try not to do it. But I mean, look, I grew I grew up in the the heavy, the heavy sauce era of ribs, where you know you pork, beef, pigeon. You're not even, not even sure what you're eating. There's so much sauce on it, it don't even really matter. Uh, but I will say, I mean, look, it's all about the quality of the pork. If the, if the pork is quality, it's going to taste good. Because let me tell you something. About a few months ago, I got some pork chops from Target. What? That. That. What you mean? What that bad pork chop is fire, Quentin. I don't I don't like pork chops. Pork I, chops I eat pork chops so the, long, man. The pork chops I got from Target were an abomination. They were a disgrace. It was a disgrace that they would even call this food. Like on the package, it said because it was like bright pink, and on the package it said the oh. It said looks of the pork may not be in, may not be indicative of quality. Never seen that, and I'm not picking it up to buy it either. Now, if they're telling you, hey, just because it looks good doesn't mean it's going to taste good, that goes against your natural senses of looking at food, right? Like food is, is – if food is going bad, it's going to tell you it's going bad. But they're trying to sell you meat that never looks like it's going bad. Which yeah. leads me to believe the meat was never good in the first place. And it probably Wait, had low it, price on it too, did it? Incredibly low price. I'm gonna tell you guys a little secret. It's great. A little secret about buying certain meat from certain places. Only buy organic. Yeah, but never buy meat from Target, Wall Wally World, mm-hmm. places like that, because they have it's stuff called meat glue. They have all, they get all cuts of the meat. They ground it up to make it look like it's the same color or the same meat that you're buying. Uh-huh. Like they make it look all look like ribs, make it all look like steak, all make it all look like pork chops. 
and it's not what you think you're eating. You're eating balls, you're eating nuts, you're eating hoofs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. It's not what you think. It's not. You got to watch where you buy a certain meat from. That's, that's a great and point. You always got to look at it. You, and when you look at the meat and you see it has no bone, never buy nothing with no bone. Okay. Let me ask you though. Nothing with no bone. Let me ask you though. With the ribs, do you do you sauce the ribs when they're with while they're in the oven? I cook them first, and then I put the I put the sauce on after, and I just let it heat for about what ten fifteen minutes. I'll tell you what I do is like right before I'm about to take the ribs out, I put the sauce on it, and I put the ribs underneath the broiler, and it kind of locks in the sauce on the meat. And then, uh, so you put so you put the sauce on the bottom of the rib. So you flip it over, or you just leave it in the pan. Well, I mean, I wrap my ribs in foil and cook them low and slow. And I do it. So usually, I'll I'll make. So I have my barbecue sauce, and I also have like um, it's like a like a a vinegar e. Whoa, Nick, whoa, whoa, keep, whoa! You're, you're flagging right tender. now. What what kind of barbecue sauce you got? What type of barbecue sauce do I use? Yeah, if it ain't sweet baby rays, you ain't doing it. Oh, right. that, that, that's why you say sweet baby. Oh, no. <laughs> it's really good. Quit tell you with that. Uh, man, I like ribs, but I can't eat it. I'm too fat for that, man. I might have heart attack. <laughs> yeah, rib, ribs is literally all dark meat. Delicious mm-hmm. though. I like and the I, beef and, over the pork though. I ain't gonna lie. Me too. But the beef is hella expensive though. The beef ribs are mad expensive. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only thing keeping me from. But I, I like, and I now stand on this. I think when properly cooked, ribs are the best food out there. I ain't gonna front like it's not, but it's man. I can't eat it all the time. I hear exactly. you. Dude, I could tear a rack there. up right now I, talking I, about this joke. I feel like the price of ribs nah. is crazy. Like, I remember... When like, I was your I, age, I could do that, but I'm, I'm almost 40 years old, man. Yeah. <laughs> I got to start watching what I'm eating. It's going to catch up with you, DeVore. Don't worry about it. Hey, I've been <laughs> on I've been on a, I've been on a very, very strict parade diet. Like, all, for real, for real, all I've been eating and drinking is fruit and naked juice. That's all I've been doing. And that That's naked right. juice has more sugar than the fruit that you Well, eat. it's you know, not true. Do you do you have a job where you where you where you walk around a lot? Who, me or Quinte? You. I do. I do. I do. One thousand percent. Because I'm like doing I, labor work all day. Because like I'm a chef. I I I um uh, I had this app that, that counts your steps. I was putting in between twelve and fifteen thousand steps a day. So if you if you if you have a a semi healthy diet, you're gonna stay in pretty good shape. But that's all I gotta say. Yeah, I went had the physical Quinte. I, she said my body is fine. Uh, it's equivalent to <laughs> an you, athlete. But you but you gotta understand, you ain't thirty years old, right? Yeah, I got a couple months. All right, I'm gonna <laughs> let you know a little secret. <laughs> I remember I used to go running every day, hoop, do my calisthenics, my push-ups and everything. I was a sexy man. Now I have a full-on dad bod. 
But that's maybe, the thing. Maybe, I, I, I don't drink I alcohol either. I don't, I don't do that. I don't. I don't, I don't yeah, drink I don't either. <laughs> my thing. My thing is cookies and and, and snacks and shit. That's <laughs> my problem. That's, that's my that's, issue. Yeah. That's my issue. <laughs> yeah. No, that's I've. And I've plus, I don't there. have. And I, I've changed shifts on my job work overnight, so it like messed up my whole little routine. I hear you know, for me, I'm I've been utilizing like the Nike workout app because it's got like a yeah. million different exercises on there, so you don't have to be caught up in the cycle where you're doing the same I, thing. I gotta all the time. I gotta download that app to see what that's it's about. Free. It's mm. free right now for the month for two months, I think it's free. You pay nine bucks a month for the Nike training app, yeah. The one I, I think have, it, I see. I think they see, I've been using it for years, and oh. they sent me an email like, like We're gonna start charging people for it, but since you've been with us for a minute, we're just gonna let you, we're just gonna let you in. I was like, it's like nine bucks and they actually you have to do planking you know i tried i did i did like a couple weeks ago almost died man (laughs) (laughs) trying to do a burpee almost fell out do a burpee (laughs) (laughs) all right last last topic of discussion before we end up closing this thing out uh probably the most controversial too as well over the past couple of days is uh Shakari Richardson mm-hmm. uh her being suspended from the Olympics due to testing positive for marijuana uh like I said very very controversial a lot of people think that considering how it's not exactly a it's not a sus- substance enhancement drug pe- folks feel like she should run uh honestly I'm gonna keep mine short and sweet she broke the rules you're going to have to deal with the consequences. That's all I got to say. Your floor is y'all. <laughs> I mean, look, on a very basic level, when if if you are an athlete and you are trying to you as you aspire to make it to the to the Olympics, you know they testing you for everything. They testing you up and down all day every day. They give you a little book of things that you can and cannot put into your body. So you know, you already know the vibes, but I think this brings up a larger question, which is, um, what's good, Esther? I think it brings up a larger question, which is, where does, um, where does this, in, in terms of, you know, you look at the the substances that are not allowed. And they're mostly talking about performance-enhancing substances. Yet, marijuana is also on that list. Now, if I'm just using my common sense, I'm almost certain marijuana cannot be considered a performance-enhancing drug, right? Like, I, 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 I don't think it makes you. I don't think it makes you run faster, jump higher. I don't think it makes you stronger. I don't think it helps you recover from workouts faster. I don't think it. I don't think it's a performance-enhancing drug. So, first and foremost, why are you even testing for it? Which leads me to another question of the history of uh, of, of of you know mar- marijuana criminalization in the United States, like where where for something that's so unharmful, why is it so heavily criminalized? Why have so many people like still to this day just squandering away in jail 
just for selling marijuana when it's legal in half of the country. I mean, what mm-hmm. is like, uh, and, and, you know, if you, if you look at the history of it, I mean, you know, marijuana criminalization is rooted in racism, right? Mm-hmm. During yeah, the reefer madness right. times, they were out here saying, you know, if you allow the darker people to smoke it, they're going to go crazy and, you know, they're yeah, going to rape your women. Rape your women. And, yeah, exactly. So they try to build up this hysteria. Also, they're trying to uh, set up a permanent, pri- you know, a permanent prison subclass. And that is mostly why uh, marijuana is so heavily criminalized. I mean, according to federal guidelines, marijuana and heroin are the same exact thing. So when we understand that the criminalization, the demonization of it is rooted in that, and then we understand the times we are in now when it is legalized in half of the country because more and more people are beginning to understand that it is literally has never killed anyone, which is not a claim that alcohol can claim, which is not a claim that tobacco can make. It's not a claim that all the other substances that are criminalized can make. Has it has it has a death count of zero on it. So once again, it's being utilized as a tool. Uh, in my opinion, it's being utilized as a tool to uh, diminish and suppress the potential of largely black and brown people who come from lower socioeconomic status. And we're seeing it on the highest level where they're clearly taking the fastest woman in the world and they're sidelining her. Much as how they are telling uh, black women swimmers that they can't wear uh, hair coverings, the head covering, because it doesn't conform to the natural shape of the head. Well, naturally, naturally, the shape of a black woman's head with hair is going to be different than a white woman's head with hair or any other race of woman with hair because our hair is different than anybody else's hair. So you're starting to understand that there is a um, a systemic kind of uh, opposition to our presence. And a lot of these rules are just an extension of that. So yes, did she break the rules? Yes. Due to crime, yeah, due to time? Yes, I understand that. But there is a much bigger question at stake, which is, why are you testing track athletes or smoking marijuana? What is the point of that? Unless the point is you're trying to catch people. Because there's no real logical point, because it's not a performance-hanced drug. Well, but I'm going to say this. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. It, I understand everything you said and everything you said was right. But as you did, in, in the realm of sports, smoking marijuana is still legal. You cannot smoke marijuana when you play sports. And she broke the rules, and that's all it is. It's, it's. I understand all of this, what you were saying, and it's true and it's fact. But in the realm of sports, you broke the rules. It's true. That's it. That is it. And you know what? I think what's going to happen is she's she's probably going to take the hit on this one, but the next generation. The rules are going to be a little bit different for them. But there's always got to be someone. Look, in order for anything to change, there's always got to be someone that has, got, that's, that has to get screwed over first. The fall guy. That's just how, that's just how the game is, works. Also, I feel as though we need to stop changing the rules on some some certain things. Well, I, I, I will say this much. I think, one, 
there's never a bad time to question the rules. Number yeah, two, uh, if the rules don't make any sense, right? Like, if the rules don't make any sense, and it is our, it is our obligation to question them. Now, I understand to this point, it's a little, it would be very hasty to change the rules with the Olympics like a month away, basically, right? Yeah. But I'm saying moving forward, which is kind of all we can do at this point. I mean, the rules are the rules, but going forward, I think there's a much larger question that needs to be asked, which is why are you like, why are we so, um, why are we so, um, not hesitant, the opposite of hesitant. Why, why, why are we so addicted persistent. to persistent? Yeah. Persistent in terms of giving athletes a uh, Toradol, giving them guy, uh, cortisone shots, uh, getting guys, you know, hooked on all all these opioids, uh, yet we have a natural cure, not a cure, but a natural remedy that, uh, you know, can actually might be able to keep some of our athletes away from some of those harder drugs. And we're crim and it's criminalized. And to a certain extent, when you're taking away this young woman's opportunity, I mean, you're you're essentially taking away her opportunity to, to carry out her career and you understand the reason why it doesn't make a lot of sense it just doesn't make a lot of sense so hopefully that conversation's had and hopefully you know the next class the next generation of 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 athletes don't have to deal with nonsensical rules like this let me say one thing and then i'll be done with it my thing is we put too much on athletics as people, us on this panel right now, as black people. We should put more focus on other things in our life, like, you know, the sciences and stuff like that. Because I understand it's great to talk about sport and all that and stuff like that. But as some of these kids, they believe they're going to be professional athletes. They know they're not. You are nerds. Be a nerd. It's okay. It's fine. It's great to be a nerd, man. I love to see little kids reading books and asking about animals and shit like that. That's amazing to me. I don't want to see another kid say, I want to be LeBron. No, say you want to be somebody else, man. There's another lot of great people out there. That's all I wanted to say. It's like, I feel as though this is too big of a conversation for nothing. I agree. You wrote, it's, you, I understand what you're saying, Havoc, and it's true. But my thing is, you know, you know, you are a black person in a white America, and you make you you know you got to be twenty times better than anybody in your group. Mm-hmm. You understand? What I'm saying? Especially when you're the best. You understand? Yeah. What I'm saying? Just just like like people harp on LeBron, you never heard anything bad said about LeBron besides on the court. Right. You don't hear nothing about him cheating on his wife. Got five other baby mamas. Mm-hmm. You got a gambling problem. No, you don't hear none of but none of that. <laughs> you hear none of that, man, because he knows he got to be better than the most. He know he got he, he saw he saw his two third players make mistakes. Yeah, I mean, but also, I mean that it's 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 part of a. I mean, it's part of a larger trap, where you're taking imperfect people, who grew up in very imperfect circumstances, more than likely. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you expect them to be perfect. But 
Listen, it, it doesn't work I, that way. I, like, I, I grew up in imperfect circumstances, but I mm-hmm. knew not to do certain things. I have enough home training not to do certain things. It's like, okay, me at work, I want to push the shit out of people, knock them out, but I cannot do that. Mm-hmm. I can't. You got to learn how to use your words, talk, use tact. <laughs> Yeah. That's a new thing I learned how to do. Use tact. Situational awareness. You said yeah. use tact. Tact. Yeah. yeah. Tact. Okay, so I had learned two new words today. What was the word you used earlier, Bavik? I don't know. I use a lot of words. Kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. You just you can't it just a lot of things. This is like I get tired of seeing it. <laughs> but I mean, I hear what you're saying, though. I, I love, because I, I love my people, but it's like, it's nobody, it's no such thing as a, uh, every time you see a black woman on TV, she twerking, <laughs> looking ratchet. You never see, you you don't barely see, like, the, if you see them, they make in front of her to say she's ugly or this, that, I think I think one of the main issues that you're talking about is talking about positive portrayal of black people is yeah. a lot of times when you see it it's fiction. Yeah. Like when I was growing up, the positive portrayal of black people was the Cosby show. And that's made up. Yeah. 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 But I'm gonna <laughs> say this piece, Those are characters. I, me growing up where I grew up grew up at, I saw more of that Cosby show with black families than the watching Brady Bunch? Uh, yeah. Not, not the Brady Bunch, but the... Um, step by Step? No, that's a... I'm talking about no. an ignorant... You saw ignorant more black movie. than 227. Yeah. I, I saw more. T- I saw more 227 and Cosby Show. Okay. And uh, Sunset Park or Boys yeah, in the Hood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Rock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I saw more of that, yeah, because... I could say a lot of people I grew up with had single parents, like single mothers, mm-hmm. but they didn't grow up in that, that kind of environment. Every, every person I grew up with, we was kids when elementary school, all these dudes are doing well for themselves. All the girls great. are doing well for themselves. That's yeah, great. you might have a you might have a certain few. Story off on a bunch. There's a couple people I went to school with. I didn't know there was gonna be killers. But these dudes are killers. <laughs> the killers. <laughs> but but I'm just saying. It'd be crazy. You'd be you be you be you be you be in science class and five five years later it's like, man, that dude that dude behind me was a yeah, certified killer. Killers, yes. Yeah. I, it was a dude what well, I went to high school with this dude. Went to college, that man killed his girlfriend and her boyfriend. Well God, the dude please. she was having sex with. If you see the dude, you never expect that. <laughs> you never, hey, you never know. You never know. But I mean, that is more reason why, as you know, we're not we're not exactly old, but as people that have seen a little bit and know a little bit, uh, you know, may, in some circumstances, it may be too late for some people. I hate to say it, but for sometimes, it may be too late for some people. But as a people, yeah. we are not a lost cause. So, yeah, you know, when we see things that, and once again, and not related to the situation, but when we see things that that are barriers that don't need to be there, 
then, uh, you know, the obligation is on us to, um, to speak up about it and make it be known that, uh, you know, just, 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 just make it be known that at the very least, this obstacle is here and it doesn't, it shouldn't be here. Or at the very least, we are aware of the obstacles in front of us so we can, we can act accordingly. And I think when they switch the rules up on you midstream, as you were saying, uh, that's when things can get very shaky. Yeah. Mm. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? Great conversation, by the way. Yeah. 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 I mean, as always, it's always a always a good time coming on here, talking, sharing, uh, yeah. expressing. You know, uh, conversating about the world around us. It's very crazy. It's very very interesting times we're living in. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not exactly sure if it's good or bad times but they're interesting i'll give it that much very interesting times i guess i guess you can have a boring president and have still have interesting times so uh, (laughs) (laughs) we'll see good to be here (laughs) quinte i love you guys hope we keep keep up the good work and let's try to promote positive imagery. Mm-hmm. I'm about to give you an award for your outros, Quinte. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, great, great conversation as always, gentlemen. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Also, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Uh, we are going to go be live Wednesday evening, 10 p.m. Eastern time. The Milwaukee Bucks are going to the finals, baby. <laughs> this is the Down for the Bay podcast. We up out of here, man.